Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is inflation in your pocketbook. Our clients are asking us about the cost of living and are we going to see prices go up and the impact we have on the market. I've just finished an incredible meeting with Trey Booth and Adam Van Zant. Trey's going to address consumer spending and inflation and Adam's going to talk about this market that continues to move up. So on that, I, I tell you what, Trey, I'm going to go first to you because uh, I really enjoyed your data this morning. So uh, uh, help us answer the questions about inflation, the cost of living, and will the consumer continue to spend? Just, just a few topics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we, we had a lot of data last week. We talked about, we were looking forward to a, a lot of information on the consumer. And so we wanted to kind of go back and, and, and address what we were looking for. And so the, uh, the month-over-month retail sales number was a big number we were watching for. Expectations were for it to be up 6% month-over-month. A lot of the reason why the expectations were so high was because of that extra stimulus check that most uh, consumers received. True. Well, well the, the numbers came in much better than even the 6% expected. 9.8% month-over-month increase in retail sales. Now, that's important because over the last year, we've seen a lot of these stimulus checks come to the consumer, but we haven't seen them really spend it. We've seen that savings rate spike up. So it's really good to see that that check not only was received, but also spent and put back into the economy. And so the consumer still has uh, over a trillion dollars in excess savings on hand, but it's good to see the consumer coming back and spending those checks. So a 9.8% number blowing past expectations. So the next question is, with all this money floating out there, won't that drive inflation? So we we wanted to see where the, the consumer price index was. And so the CPI came in higher than expected, but still muted on, a, on an overall standpoint. The, uh, the, the year-over-year consumer price index was up 2.6%. While that's high relative to recent years, that's still not what we would call runaway inflation. 2.6%, that's 0.6% ahead of where the Fed's goal of 2% is, not really that far out of out in left field. Where we're seeing inflation is in real muted and specific areas, real narrow areas where, is where we're seeing inflation. We hear a lot of people talking about the price of housing going up, and some of that's driven by the price of lumber. We have seen a huge spike in the price of lumber. You'll see the recent price of uh, a per thousand board foot is at $1,036. That is nearly three times what it was in 2019. But you're also incredible. looking at this chart, you'll see that that's not a, a long-term trend. That's a clear spike based on short-term supply demand imbalance. So we would expect that to be what's called in the economic terms transitory. So that means not permanent inflation. So it's here for today, but it likely will be gone down the road and we'll probably see prices normalize back down to one-third of where they are now in the, in the, as the supply and demand reworks itself out. So a lot of short-term good news. We really want to see this continue. And why this may impact your portfolio outside of the pocketbooks being, being good, seeing spending coming out, is that we're, we're about to hit into earnings season. And we've been talking about the market going higher and what will support that higher prices will corporate earnings. So this spending goes down to corporations' sales and that revenue impacts the market. So we're hoping to start to see real positive sales numbers out of, out of uh, companies as they report. And that earnings season is really kicking off now after we already got what, what looks like good consumer numbers. Well, and throughout your uh, data there, I kept, I kept hearing the word positive. And we're sitting in a lot of areas. And uh, also, I've enjoyed the conversations with our clients, uh, Trey, that have said, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm spending uh, stimulus or, you know, my kids are spending their stimulus and 
from the standpoint, also, we didn't do anything. We didn't take any trips. We didn't do any uh, the usual activities we normally do because of COVID. And so now I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to spend money. So we really believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but we believe second quarter and third quarter, we could continue seeing this consumer spending. You agree with me on that? Yeah, definitely. And it's also important to remember that when we're looking at these numbers, a lot of them are year over year comparisons. So we're going to see consumer spending and earnings for the second and third quarter that will be compared to the second and third quarter of last year, which I think we all remember very dark, very weak economic scenario <laughs> yes, we that remember. we were going through the second and third quarter of last year. So numbers really <laughs> should be extremely strong for the next two to three quarters. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and I'm, I'm going to go over to Adam now because, Adam, I always enjoy your report just because you do a great job on the technical analysis side. And so often we talk about all these numbers and putting the pieces of the puzzle together, the, the inflation, the earnings, uh, what the consumer's doing. But at the end of the day, it's reflected in the different indices that we follow. And we've got the S&P 500, you know, going up towards new highs, hitting new highs, going higher. Uh, People are asking about that. So give us the range here. Show us on the screen with your chart and give us the range in terms of where we are now in the strength of this market. Yeah, I appreciate it, Greg. And as you heard, Trey brought a lot of good fundamental analysis from a short term to long term approach. Uh, Now I want to talk about technicals. So Friday's S&P close came in at 4,185. That pushes our new resistance level to 4,225 with a new support level of 4,145. Typically we talk about, you know, the 50 day to 100 day moving average from a short term to intermediate term, you know, perspective. Today I want to talk about a longer term. So the 200 day moving average has now crossed over 3,600. This is very important because we're looking back towards the COVID environment. And another reason that's important as well is 94% of stocks are trading above their 200 day moving average. So are we going to continue to see the put the bulls kind of push forward? Are we going to see these bears start to crawl their way back? That goes back to Trey's point on earnings season coming up for the second and third quarter. So it's going to be very important to keep an eye on that 200 day moving average and keep an eye on the consumer and their spending trends. Well, it's well said. And and what I appreciate, our clients have been saying, you know, I don't fully understand all the technical analysis, but what I do understand are the numbers and the support levels and the resistance levels. And it really gives me comfort in knowing if I see the market trade down some, or I start to see it go up and, and actually go higher, Uh, to have an understanding of the range that the market is currently trading in. So great job there, Adam. We appreciate that. And we hope also you appreciate these vlogs. We hope you forward them to family, friends, and colleagues. Uh, We've gotten some great responses on last week's vlogs uh, regarding early retirement and other topics that we've chosen to, to address. We also ask from the standpoint that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, our social media. We want you to be informed. And we hope that you go on and have a great week knowing we've got a lot of positive news as we start out the second quarter of 2021. Have a great week.